It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. This is going to be a good episode. This is a great episode. Are you kidding? Well, all episodes are great, but this one is good because we're going to talk about something incredibly important but shallow, I guess. I mean, you know, looks aren't everything, but they are something. They are important. Looks could be everything. Looks are a lot. I think uh, we live in a world where looks account for a lot. They, as you know what, as much as you and I hammer home the whole... It comes from inside. Beauty is on the inside. It's about your soul. And it is. It's about your character and your values. And Robbie's already falling asleep. No, not at all. He is. Just, you can't um, love this episode. And we do. We ha- no, no. I'm, this, is, this is really important because, look, we, in, in the digital age, you only have a, a quick second to look at somebody's picture before you mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. either interested or not. But the truth is that you're not going to notice someone's personality when you're in a club and you're seeing them 30 feet away. You're going to notice their looks. Right. So looks are important today as much in the digital age as they are in the yeah, in real life age. Absolutely so. more so digitally online. I mean, you have, like you said, just a second or two to make an impression and to not address it it would be we would be doing a disservice to um, our listeners because it's important what you look like if you're single. Well, it's important what you look like, regardless. Anyway, especially if you're married. I mean, <laughs> how many times do we hear about people or know that people let themselves go, even in relationships? Oh, and that's yeah, what happens when you happen. let yourself go. Uh, yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. So today we're bringing on two experts. And I mean, they are experts. These girls know what they are doing and saying. And uh, we're going to be talking about looks, yes, bodies, yes. Uh, and there are a couple of beauties, too. And they are beautiful. Yeah. On the inside, too. Yeah, they, inside they and out. Yes. yes. Um, they work their magic. And I know they're both friends. One has been on the show. Uh, and one is a colleague of mine, um, Kim Seltzer and Jill Brown. And I also, I have to put in my two cents here because I also come from the fitness business. So this is my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And to, like I said, to not talk about it um, is kind of like the elephant in the middle of the room. Because, you, you know, this is all marketing. When you're single, it's marketing. You are selling. You are... Selling your brand, you are promoting yourself. You, whether you want to and or not, whether you are good at it or not, you need to be good at that if you want to promote yourself. If you want to get your face out there, your person out there, your brand. Yes. You've got to think that way. Yes. I have clients that are singles and married. Uh, some have been divorced. I have all types. And uh, I have worked with people that are recently divorced and want to get into rip-roaring shape. And I help them get there, and both men and women. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not just single people. Everyone wants to look good. Everyone should look good. Everyone should be healthy, except 
you, well, I have a little harder time with you sometimes because you don't do as I say. Uh, uh, not a very good student. You're a bad client. I, uh, Bend over. Okay. You're getting a spanking. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, well, <laughs> that's later. Okay. And Carol and Dave want to watch that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. That's not that kind of spanking. <laughs> okay. But I think the... Um, We've touched on this subject before in yes. the past, and it is important. And we we work kind of from the inside out so much in what our show is about and what we deal with, and because we 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 think that if your insides are not really great, your outsides are going to show that. And so I think that this is really important that for people that have uh, decent insides, we want to make sure that their outsides are matching their insights as well exactly so this is an important episode that we're going to focus on the yeah outside. and and also we're big on dating against type very big on that very big on it which would go against this show because yes. the physical characteristics that we are attracted to if you are always going after that person and the pattern keeps repeating itself that it's not working out with that type of person it's time to go against type and possibly find an attraction in somebody that doesn't necessarily appeal to that first superficial hit yes. you're looking for. Yes. Okay. So, but with that said, it, there is always room for improvement. You know, there's even even though, and I say this all the time because it has been said that you are enough. Okay. That sh that is a given. You are enough. But with that said, you are not off the hook. You, if there is so much, there are so many um, opportunities to be the best version of yourself, to get in shape, to get healthy mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, you should never give up. There should be no, just because you get married or you're in a relationship, doesn't it doesn't matter. The work doesn't stop. And I'm a real, you know, advocate for that. I, I feel it's really important to for just a myriad of reasons to want to look the best that you can. It says it's your it's your package, it's your presentation, well, and that's it's your a, brand. We can't cause someone else to be attracted to us. We can only appeal, we can only make ourselves as appealing as we possibly can and then hope we put it out there in the world and it'll come back to us. The right person will come to well, us. Well, yeah, and if you're feeling good about yourself, that usually, if you feel good in your skin, Right, and you're comfortable with yourself. That is an aphrodisiac. Confidence. Confidence is sexy. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you have to be have a six pack. It does not mean that. I mean, we know. I know people that maybe are a little zoftig, a little curvier, and have just fabulous self esteem. And you love me anyway, right? And maybe that, you're the greatest. Yeah, that would be Robbie. He's a little. He's curvy. Uh huh. So you say Kirby? Kirby. Get the fuck out right now! <laughs> I didn't say curb. Oh, oh curb. curb. I think, okay, sorry. But thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And I guess if I keep this, if I keep the nagging up about the fitness thing, I, I will have to get the fuck out because he uh, has said as much. Get the if you no, mention that one not. more, if you mention going to the gym one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, okay, Nelly! So I'm not. I've learned. Can't you can't really tell Robbie what to I do? I just don't like gyms. Sam's you don't like okay, it. You don't like. It. You don't like really moving too much, unless I you have a racket in your hand. Give, put a racket in my hand, then and I'll he'll go move. anywhere. 
It's kind of weird. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, I know it. That's like uh, I enjoy that. Anyway, the point is. Any time is the right time to turn it around, to decide it's a new day. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to look good. I want to feel better. I want to look better. And I will say that uh, breakups are fantastic catalysts for starting any kind of new program or regimen. It is a, I have, gosh, one of my best clients ever, who was the most loyal and regular, was just getting divorced. And this guy worked out like a fiend. I mean, he had me three, during, you know, when they were, because he was, he knew that he was going to have to get back out there on the market. And this guy was regular. He was three times a week and he worked out like a maniac. So what I you're got saying him. is maybe I should no <laughs> no stop but, that. But even but if that was hmm, that's a nice motivating factor for me. <laughs> no. Okay. I uh, no. You'll you'll stay. You know. I said unhappy. I'm sorry. So shut up. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so that's that's our show today, think, and well, we're going to bring on the experts. Let's because and, you know I I I am. Um, I've been in it a long time, but I need to. I want to. I want to have somebody in the fitness part of this that can really, really bring everybody up to speed on what's going on in the newest and the latest. And All right. So let's. We have a. We only have a. We have a couple minutes. So let's. Let's okay. introduce. So we're gonna. We're gonna bring on Kim Seltzer first, okay. who is an image consultant. She's also a therapist and uh, a certified style and confidence coach, and a dating coach, and a matchmaker. Holy shit! This woman does it all. Seriously, she is your one-stop shopping place. She's helped thousands of people find lasting love and connection, attract success, and build valuable relationships using her unique confidence makeover process. Using an outside-in approach, which I love, Kim has changed lives by changing their style, emotional and social intelligence, using her signature formula, the Charisma Quotient which is working on body language, first impressions, image, and messaging, and how it impacts attraction. Kim is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post and DigitalRomance.com and has appeared in Cosmopolitan, Red Book, Reader's Digest, Ask Men, Fox News Magazine, Yahoo, Shine, and the Washington Examiner. She's everywhere. This woman is nationwide. You can also find Kim as a frequent co-host on the podcast, The Jordan Harbinger Show, on the traveling live dating show, The Great Love Debate, and the cable reality dating show, The Romance. She has her own podcast, too. Great. Of course she does. The Charisma Quotient. Okay. And she's currently hosting the Flirt Academy workshops nationwide. I told you she was nationwide. Kimberly Seltzer. Welcome, Kim. Welcome back. A returning show. Yeah. That is quite an intro. Thank you. I wish I get that round of applause every time. Oh, you're all sent to you. It's really easy. It's just. There. You got another one. It's nice. You should get it everywhere you go in life because you do great things for the world. We want to take clients. this with us when we go places because it just there's nothing like having an applause. No, it, and, but that's yeah. what it's like working with Kimberly because she makes you feel like everywhere you go because you look great and you feel great that you are you get a like you know your own little round of applause your own little standing O or even a rim shot. Yes. It's so great. anyway, so so Kimberly's a returning champ. She was on um, first season, done being single. She was fantastic then. She's fantastic now. She's got so much great stuff. I love what she does. I love, love, love what you do. You change people's lives. All right. So uh, we have a we have only have a minute and a half uh, before our first break. So okay. go ahead. Go to well, it. Well, that's my own little personal intro. 
for Kimberly. Thank you. Well, you know, there's nothing like getting people to love themselves. You know, you guys kind of mentioned it in the beginning, and that's really what it's all about. I always tell people... It's not about the man. It's not about the woman. It's about you. Because when you love you, others will too. And that's really where it starts. And, you know, I work with a lot of people who will, you know, say, well, if a man doesn't like me for me, then F him. You know, like a lot of people, to your point, feel like this is superficial stuff. And what I tell people is this isn't changing who you are, right? It is marketing. It's exactly what you said. It's about marketing yourself in a way so that people get to know who you are. And I always use the metaphor of a website. You know, like if you take the emotion out of it, out of the dating stuff, and you look at it like in a business standpoint, like if you had two websites and both have the same content, right? Mm -hmm. And one has, you know, just a little bit of antiquated stuff going on. It doesn't look very slick. It's old, not very user friendly. And then you have another website, same content, but it's slick, it's professional, it's updated. Which one are you going to believe and click on? I mean, 99% of the time, you're going to click on the new and improved one, the one that looks professional. Well, people, we are the same way. And yeah, what what's exciting about this stuff, and here's where I come from, it's like there's not too many things in life that you have this kind of impact where there's an instant you know, results, instant gratification where you can walk out of a dressing room and and feel amazing. And because of that, your confidence grows. And because of that, people notice that. And so it's exciting stuff to know that if you could just change a little bit of like the way you wear your hair or your shoes or, or your clothes and the way they fit, you know, why wouldn't you do this stuff? And I see it time and time again with my clients. Okay, so, so many questions, and we're going to break. We are going to our first break, and uh, we will be right back with more Kimberly Seltzer. And we're back with Treva, myself, and Kimberly Seltzer. Okay, Kim, so... Yes. Okay, so I just want to tell you, you don't... You, you're a makeover. You're an, you, you do makeovers, but you really make magic. I really... Mm-hmm. I can't... I love a makeover. I love changing people's, when they look at themselves and they go, oh my God, you know, you see it sort of on Dr. Phil or Ellen or any of these talk shows and they come out and and everyone's freaking out or even botched, you know, on the show botched. Right, right. Oh my God, it just, it, it moves you. And that's what's so beautiful and powerful about your work. I just had to tell, say that. Well, thank you. And actually, what's so funny is that that is partly what inspired me. I mean, I think on my last show, I shared my own story, my own transformation, where I went from frumpy mom with nursing bras and Birkenstocks and three sizes too big of clothes to going shopping one day and instantly transforming into this red dress because this personal shopper made me try it on. It was the first time that I, I saw myself after a really long depressed era after divorce and it was like something really shook me that moment where I was like you know I did all this work on the inside I had the support system I had the therapist I had my friends and family but I still couldn't get out of my own way and there's something so magical like you you said where a co- like putting on a costume if you will 
can instantly create this kind of difference in the way that you see yourself and when you put yourself into action and when you embody that, then you start moving like that, even with your body language and the way that you show up. And, you know, the other thing that inspired me is actually that show, What Not to Wear. Do you remember that mm-hmm, show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember, I'm like, these people are happy. Like, I am wondering, like, is there a lasting effect? And and why do you have to be on some show to actually get that? And so between my story and watching all these inspirational shows, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense to put people into action. And that is why I work from the outside in and not from the inside out anymore. I mean, here I was a therapist. I used to do the inside out stuff. But I truly believe whether I'm doing my wing girl session you know, where I help people flirt and I'm out in the field, you know, so to speak, and um, what, or I'm going shopping with somebody or doing just traditional coaching and therapy. It's all about putting people into action. And that's usually what gets people out of their own way. I have a question. And how do yes. clients that find you, they've obviously realized I need to do it. I need to change something. Something's not working. Yeah. Is, that's a real difficult realization for anyone to arrive at. So where do these people, how do these people find you when they hit that bottom point? Because I guess it is, a, is it a bottom point that they're hitting or is it just a, a moment you in know, time? You know, well, I was going to actually mention something about that because I don't think most people, you know, who will reach out to me, they don't necessarily know what is wrong or why things aren't progressing in their dating life. I'm sure you both see that as well. And so I, I feel like when people come to me, they're walking through one of three doorways. Either they want help with their dating life they or they need some, you know, kind of style up or they need some confidence, you know, social confidence. But the reality is, is it's not until I sit down with people and I put my therapy hat and really kind of diagnose the the challenges. And it's like I always tell people I'm more like a detective than anything else, you know, figuring out what's working, what's not, and then plugging in the holes so that people can, you know, feel the results to get what they want. But to be honest, most people have blind spots and they can't see what is missing, right? Or, or what they're not doing. There was this woman that I worked with, a perfect example. She came to me for pure dating advice. She's like, Kim, I need dating coaching. You know, help me find a man. It's just things aren't working. I don't know why. So I said, great. So she came here. She did an intensive. And when when she showed up, she was literally wrapped in this huge ginormous shawl like a cocoon <laughs> and she had like black and beige on and her clothes I mean it wasn't that her clothes were bad because they were expensive and nice but they weren't serving her they weren't fitting her body and she was literally hiding in this shawl and so I said I will completely help you and we are going to do the dating coaching but quite honestly I cannot do that until we go shopping and she looked at me she's like what's wrong with my clothes like I I actually enjoy shopping and I said I get it but your clothes are 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 sending a message first of all to not talk to me I you, you know I wanted to get her to feel sexy and more in her feminine and so the first assignment that I gave her I kid you not before we even did any of it I told her to get some red lipstick I don't know mm-hmm. if I shared the story before it's, it was the cutest story so she said uh, red lipstick I, I never wear red lipstick I so I get that that's why I want you to buy the little magic red bullet so she's like okay so I want you to wear it for a week I want you to go out in the world and just report back what happened. So she does it and she she has my first 
call together and she could not believe she said, Kim, I cannot believe how magical that was. I said, what happened? She said, well, I did what you said every day. Wear the red lipstick. And you cannot believe how many guys were talking to me. They were talking to her in the Uber, in the train stations, just on the way walking somewhere. And because of that, her confidence started growing and she started, you know, reacting to men differently. And from there, I created a monster, quite honestly, because we got her some fabulous clothes. She started dating up a storm and she landed a great, great guy that is a great story and i think that there's much to learn uh from from yeah that. i always did say and, you when you go out a little lipstick always wear my mother used to yeah. say this to me don't leave the house without a little lipstick on my mom uh, rest her soul uh when when she was in the throes of a uh, uh, beginning stage of dementia she always knew to put lipstick on after a meal. <laughs> Even, <laughs> so that was uh, just something i remember uh so uh, as a follow-up though Sometimes I know you're probably going to have to deal with egos and you're going to have to tell somebody something that they don't want to hear. Mm. How does that come about? Oh, yeah. Actually, all the coaches send me those folks. <laughs> they're like, Kim, can you just like kind of handle some of this stuff? I, They really need like a new, you know, wardrobe. They really need to get some flirting skills. But they, you know... And, and for me, it's my pleasure. First of all, it's a little bit easier because I'm coming from that profession, right? And so people are coming to me knowing that they're going to get some feedback in, in their presentation. But what I find is that more so than not, people are so grateful because the friends and family don't say anything. I mean, how are they supposed to know? There was this guy I was working with and he had the most horrendous yellow teeth. Oh, my God. Thank and, you for saying that. Go ahead. I mean, it was bad. It was really, you know, he was a good looking guy and it was a total buzzkill because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he, he had the yellow teeth. I said, honey, you're a good looking guy. And we mm -hmm. did tweak his clothes a little. I said, but we really need to whiten the teeth. I said, I think there'll be a huge difference in the way that you're perceived. And I think that is also going to help your confidence. And he said, thank you so much. I just, I, I guess I didn't realize like it was a problem or how, you know, I was coming across. And so he did it and it was like a complete game changer. And it, it rose his confidence to approach girls. Well, that's... I, I was about to say. Yeah, that's, I, that's, a, that's a peak. Teeth um, fixing. A, a thing with you. Yes. Oh, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, teeth are everything for me. I look yeah. right at someone's mouth. Yeah. I, I mean, white teeth are so important, or nice teeth. Mm -hmm. Just nice teeth yes. are important. I think that if somebody gives you pushback on a, a suggestion you make, you have a great, I think, comeback, which is, how's it been working for you? You know, if, if the same right. pattern you've been doing hasn't been getting you where you want to go and you're happen, you happen to be hired by this person now, uh, they have to kind of, you know, acquiesce and let you do your thing for them so that's really well exactly and you know and, and also being a therapist i i always start w with people's past and journeys and i don't stay there that's why i like coaching more and i use kind of a fusion process but you know a lot of times people people's defenses or you know things that are challenging or hard are usually connected to you know just things that have happened in the past fears you know, um, people have been hurt, rejection, whatever it is. And so when I come from that place and knowing that there's a connection there and that the fears are coming up. So, you know, for instance, I recently worked with a woman who was just so petrified to flirt because she was really, really worried 
that, you know, the guys were going to take advantage of her because she had been abused before. But but literally she was shut down, you know, as she was going out and we were doing our wing girl session, I saw her body was completely stiff. You know, she was she looked scared. She wore clothes that hid her. And so it was more coming from that loving place of, you know, yes, you know, how has that been working for you? But also that if something is uncomfortable, that usually means it's something that you need to do. I always say when something is weird and it feels not like challenging or anxiety producing, run towards it, not away from it, because that's what produces change. No one, no one changes by staying the same. That applies to the clothes, that applies to your body language, applies to patterns and mindset. I mean, all of it. And so usually people respond, especially when they see that they're getting a different result. And believe me, I've had breakdowns and meltdowns and anxiety attacks and all of that as we go through it. But when they get to the other side, they realize it was necessary in order to break that pattern. This is why I love hiring someone like you. Or this is why I would recommend hiring a makeover specialist or an image consultant because it kind of gives them, it gives you license to be brutally honest. Whereas a friend or family member probably couldn't, you say to them, you know, let's take a hard look at what's going on here. And hopefully they will follow your advice. Sometimes with friends, you can't really, you can't really be that honest. It's they get, you know, defensive or offended. And sometimes you need to hear the a lot of every time. Let me just say, you always need to hear the truth. Everyone does. I wish sometimes, although I married someone that I call affectionately Inspector Imperfection. (laughs) 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 Because he will. He's got great vision. He sees things, and he'll say, "What's that on your?" What, what, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but don't we all want someone to say, "You know, that is not a good color for you," or you might want to think about uh, fixing this, that, or the other, or it might be a good idea to, you know, not wear dresses that long if you're if you don't have, you know. Or dresses that short if your legs aren't that great, or I don't know. How do you how do you do what you do without hurting people's feelings? Right. Well, I think again, it just comes from that place of, of wanting to help someone. Um, I and, not, and it's not just because oh, you'll look fabulous or you'll look good. I want. I'm interested in helping people get results, and and that's really you know, where I'm coming from, and helping people again get out of their own way. I had a woman who had this is a perfect example she had all these pictures up on bumble that were just awful i mean and not that like she looked horribly ugly or anything but they weren't the kind that would you would put on a dating website you know they she looked homely she didn't have makeup on she you know had pictures that showed her house and not her like there was she was doing it all wrong but then there was this one shot that was fabulous where she was looking hot she had everything you know like her hair was done her makeup was done she looked freaking sexy in that I said why isn't this one the first thing that they see and why are these other ones on here so I I had her take all the other pictures down I said do me a favor I want you to do an experiment I want you to just put this one sexy picture up we'll work on getting other ones and just see what happens 
just see what happens. She said, oh, I don't know. I said, just look, we're doing this in an experiment. We're not going to meet your soulmate, you know, just let go of that outcome. So she did it. And she wrote back later. She said, oh, my God, Kim, I got a completely different inventory checking me out, hitting me up. I want you to know that in that batch, that second time when she put up that picture, she attracted her long-term boyfriend. Good. See, this is good work. You need a win, girl. That's what it's all about. All right, we are going to go to our second break and then come back with more Kimberly Seltzer. And we have Jill Brown on hold. So we'll be right back. And we are back with Kimberly Seltzer and Trevor and myself. And Jill and, Brown. And Jill Brown. Okay, Jill Brown is the dynamic duo today to Kim Seltzer. She is uh, Jill Brown, attended Emerson College in Boston, where she received a BA and degree in mass communications with a concentration in TV and broadcasting, but it was fitness that she found her true calling. Having worked at all of LA's most prestigious studios and fitness facilities, Jill is a well-respected and recognized name in the world of fitness. More than being a typical fitness instructor, she is a workout designer and coach. She specializes in all types of training, ranging from spinning to step to core fusion and Pilates. Currently, you can find Jill teaching any of her specialty classes at Equinox Sports Club LA and Gold's Gym Venice. She's appeared in numerous episodes of the hit TV workout series Crunch and the 10-Minute Trainer for Body by Jake Productions. And in addition to her on-camera work, Jill also serves as a consultant to Guthy Renker, the world's largest infomercial company. Uh, when she isn't teaching or training, Jill works on infomercials as a host, producer, director, writer, and consultant. She is also a fitness model and spokesperson and does hosting work. She is a quadruple, triple threat, Jill yeah. Brown. Welcome Come on. Jill. Hey, Trevor, where did you find that bio? That's really old. I need to update that. <laughs> I think you sent it to her last week. You sent it to me. I don't know. I just, is that the, did you, wherever it was, I need to update, I need to find that file and update it. <laughs> but, okay. Okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. You, you are Supergirl. You, yes, you are, are. And you're my colleague. And I've known you yes. forever. And you and I are both trainers and uh, group fitness instructors. And we go back a long time. And uh, you are sort of uh, Kim's in, inside counterpart. So where, where Kim works, actually she works on the inside too, but you and I, um, we work from the inside out, getting people strong and confident. And yeah, I started doing a lot more work with nutrition too over the last about eight, nine years. That's why I'm saying that bio was kind of old because I, uh, I do a lot of nutrition work speaking of working from the inside out. Okay. Okay, that's, that's like a whole other episode yeah, well, well, when we get into the nutrition. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, because there's so much there. I just read an article on superfoods and supplements and uh, we will, let's, that's a whole other episode. We have to do a we'll cooking episode. Yeah, we really should. We should okay. get okay, that's Jill, nice. you're coming back. And okay, okay. So, so I, I'm going to throw Kimberly some, right. Well, we, I'm going to throw so some questions out for okay, both of good. you guys. Okay, uh, since you're both in self improvement business, is there ever any uh, crossover? And I think we got to this with Kim. Meaning, Kim, would you ever su suggest to a client, you know, you really need to get in shape, or would oh, you, or Jill, all would the you? Time. And Jill, would you say to a client, you know, you really shouldn't wear those kinds of shirts. They're just not a. They're or you need a haircut. 
Um, I wouldn't tell somebody about their hair <laughs> and I would only have a pro I mean, when I see people as clients, they're usually in their fitness clothes. So, you know, if something's not fitting them well, they're going to be mentioning it to me rather than me mentioning it to them. They're going to say, do I look fat in this shirt or does this shirt fit me right? Or do I look weird in this? Or, you know, or can you tell my belly is sticking out? So I usually don't have to say anything about their clothes because they're so self-conscious that they're saying it to me. Plus we're in front of a mirror. That's true. Kim, <laughs> and Kim, what about you? Yeah, I mean, similar to Jill, and now, Jill, that I know you, I will be sending clients your way for awesome. sure. Yeah. No, and I always feel like, and I tell clients this all the time, it takes a village, and it's so true. Like, I mean, most people know, you know, things that they're unhappy with, but it, it takes, I think, sometimes, like, someone like Jill or, you know, me putting on clothes where they can start seeing themselves a little bit differently because all they know is what they know and what they see. You know what a big problem is uh, in my area of this of this genre of self-help um, or coaching is that a lot of people are afraid to get started in fitness because they feel and this has been this has been going on you know, since day one people feel like before they can join a gym or work with a trainer that they need to build up some sort of base level of fitness first like I can't go to the gym till I lose 10 pounds well I wonder yeah. why you've never joined the gym or I have to lose 20 pounds to fit into this workout outfit before I can start working out <laughs> it's crazy yeah, I call it the waiting for Godot syndrome. I actually yes. labeled <laughs> Do you know that play? It's the one man yes. play where it's this great guy, Godot, he waits and he never comes. So it's like you, but a lot of it's the fears, the excuses and, and, and to help people around that. And it sounds like you do that as well. And just, again, when you put people into action, it, it, it really helps them get over their own objections. Yeah, fitness is 80% mental, maybe even 90. It's 10% physical. Oh, totally. I can see that. Not in this house. <laughs> I'm the 90%. That's because the mindset is is literally a no-brainer for, for Treva. It's like mm. she's going to work out because she's going to work out. She doesn't have to think about it anymore because it's, it's habit. But for people who it's not habit to take care of their bodies, well, they have to really put themselves in the mindset of just getting started because what's the number one reason, uh, Robbie, that people don't go to the gym? Why? Like, why do you not go to the gym other than the fact that you hate it? Like, why? Uh, I, I do not have a good excuse. I can, I can, I can well, tell you what I think it is. Time. No, I, don't, I know what it, for a lot of people, yeah, it is time. I think uh, when it comes down to it, it's about pain. And I yeah. think that if people have a fairly high pain tolerance, to me, that is a great indicator that they're going to get results because they can they can deal with it. And I don't think Robbie, you know, a lot of people look who likes pain. No one likes pain. I mean, I do. I, play, I like I, it a little. I mean, I, I have a I have a, a weird I have an interesting relationship with pain. <laughs> oh, but tell. don't you think? But don't you think that that is a good sort of indicator predictor? If a client can withstand a little discomfort, they're going to get better results. I well, very so. similar to what Kimberly was saying earlier. I also always say it's one of it's one of my mottos. It's that change happens when you're outside your comfort zone. So, yeah. and for some, so now Kimberly's talking about mental and emotional comfort zone, but I'm talking about physical comfort zone. It's like if you always want to stay warm and fuzzy and cozy feeling in your bed, you're never going to get fit and healthy. And that's the thing is like the, the whole purpose of this episode, right, is to talk about how important your looks are. Well, 
big part of your looks you guys were talking about in the beginning I w- as I was listening is confidence. And one of the things that gives you confidence, whether or not you have a six-pack or rock and bot or whatever, biceps for miles, is just feeling good about yourself because you know you got up at 6 in the morning and went to the gym at 6.30 or that you lifted some weights that were a little heavier than you were comfortable with yesterday or that you have some soreness and that you were willing to go outside your comfort zone. And it's that mental feeling of like, oh, I fucking did it. Can I say fuck? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. We're oh my God, didn't we're, you hear them in the beginning? No, we're, yeah, we're, can I say it again? <laughs> yes. I feel fucking awesome. So, I mean, people feel so much better mentally with their workouts it's not just about looking good physically it's about getting over those little hurdles and getting through those little patches of discomfort because once you know in your mind that you can do it then fitness fitness goes into so many other areas of your life because you feel like oh I've accomplished this obstacle I trained for this half marathon or I'm going to train for this Spartan race or just whatever it is hike this mountain near my house once you feel that you know that you're confident to do something that permeates every other area of your life including relationships and I can tell you for me like I had a really really low self-esteem for most of my life um and until I started working out hard and the working out is what changed my self-esteem mm-hmm. it does and, and then I started dating hot guys. Yeah, well, it, it <laughs> and I, not settling. I, you know, I've I've seen it. I've seen the magic at work. I've seen. I have. I tend to uh, work with older clients, and I have a client right now who's seventy nine. And when I started with her, she could not get up from the floor. She could without have without like a five step process of moving over to the couch and then hoisting herself up, and then it was like five. By the time she got up, it was two minutes later, and now she can get up, and it's. It's her, her confidence is so infectious. It's just so fantastic to watch and it does permeate everywhere. And she's walking taller and her shoulders are back. And it's, it's not like she's changed that much, but she has. And it's, a, be- a, it's a beautiful change. thing to, to see. So you guys, question for both of you. So um, tips for, for a guy, okay? A new client comes to you, Kim. A new client comes to you, Jill. What are the easy fixes? You look at that guy and you go, okay, here are the first, the top three to five things you need to do or I need you to do. Go ahead, Kim. Well, actually, I just coached two men last week, so it's fresh on my mind. And they did uh, an intensive working and doing the coaching. And also, um, we did a little shopping. And so I love I love shopping with men first, because normally it's something that they don't pay attention to and think it's important. And and when they do step into clothes that actually fit them and they get rid of the pleated pants and the acid wash jeans, there is a complete transformation. And even, you know, for, because from there, and again, this is why I like working in the outside first, I see them embody that confidence what we're all talking about and the way that they move and then they're able to approach women they're able to you know just have a little more swagger in their step you know even as they move it's it's just it's amazing to see and you know for, when I'm working with men they shop a little I love shopping with men because they're so much easier they really they're all about what's efficient and what's effective and they're you know they'll listen they'll absolutely listen to what if, if I get a pair of jeans that fit them and I like them on them they said great I'll just I'll take five pair that that's awesome if you like them I'm good you know women not so much it takes a lot a lot more but um so starting there um and then I love kind of helping them more with communication you know I my 
my podcast called The Charisma Quotient was really that came out of my three-prong approach and the secret ingredients, what I believe creates charisma. It's your style intelligence and then it's your social intelligence and also your emotional intelligence. So helping, you know, men and really it's no different than women, but helping them with their style IQ, then helping them express themselves so that they really are able to, you know, respond to women, listen to women, and then, you know, going out in the field and helping them approach women is, it, to me, that there's nothing like it, and it really helps with their confidence. I always sure. start with uh, functional strength and core strength. So, the, obviously, people come to me because they have something that they want to see happen. They don't just come to me and say, "What do you think I should do?" <laughs> they say, "I want, you know, I want my chest to be broader and my abs to be." firmer, my butt to look better, whatever, my biceps to bulge a little bit in my shirts. So, you know, guys always have the same goals pretty much, right? They just want to look better and be stronger. And the, the surprise news that they find out from me is that, well, we have to start from the middle of your body and work out. We can't start with your biceps and your calves and your quads and then work and do abs at the end. Mm-hmm. Like that's the old school way mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, working mm-hmm, out. But mm-hmm. we have to actually start from your core strength because that supports everything. Functional strength, which are the exercises and the movements your body has to do every day that makes sense because these are the movements you make, like walking up and down stairs, carrying a load of stuff, or getting up off the floor like your client with no hands. You know, can you get up off the floor holding a load with without using your hands to get up off the floor? These are the mm-hmm. so these are the things that people are surprised that they can't do. They're like, oh, I can you know, pound 25-pound dumbbells. I'm like, all right, can you hold those 25-pound dumbbells and get off the floor without using your hands? Jill, you're <laughs> good. That- I'm hurting just listening to you. This is, uh- <laughs> I'll show you how to do it, Robbie. <laughs> Maybe he'll listen to you. Doesn't listen to me. He married a trainer. I can't even believe it. I mean, people pay big bucks for The this. trainer's children go trainless. Right? It's the trainer's husband goes... T- Fat. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have to go to a, a break right now. So, and I know Kimberly, you're you are leaving us. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? Oh yeah, well the easiest is to go to my website seltzerstyle.com. I'm all over social media, of course. Kimberly Seltzer on Facebook, at Kimmy Seltzer on Instagram, and again, my podcast is Charisma Quotient. Excellent. Great. Uh, so we are going to go to our last break right now. Yes. And we'll be back with Jill Brown. But Kimberly, thank you so much thanks. for having you on the show. Oh, it was thanks awesome. for having me on, guys. Super fun, Jill. Keep lovely up the great work. You. Lovely to meet you. We'll be right back. And now back to Done Being Single with Trevor and Robbie. And we are back. Jill, do you agree with me? Do you feel that someone's chest should never be smaller than their belly wait their ch- <laughs> hang on you should your chest should never be smaller than your belly what's that got to do with me a lot <laughs> as i look <laughs> as i sit here across well, from i'm you. not the only one who agrees with that i think the entire medical community because that is part of the bmi index mm-hmm. and you know it your insurance company will probably be the first to notice. <laughs> but for women, gonna, too. They're going to raise your life insurance if that when they see that. Mm. Right? But for women, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, you, think about it. You, your chest... Yes. What? Should, all, should never be... Sm- I mean, your belly yeah, should this, never be sm- bigger than your chest. Well, yes, That's, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, literally, this is, this is a, a marker for death. 
Like if you spend a lot of time like that, you have a higher risk of dying. I mean, this is just you know something that's on the charts for uh, for life insurance companies. So yeah, I mean it's it, who whatever for aesthetics. I mean you know just do it for your own health. Try to get yes. that belly down yeah, because when your belly. So maybe I need big, to get implants. Oh yeah, or, or cheat, yeah. But well, no, because you know the anesthesiologist might not even want to put you under if your belly is that big. You're right. But yeah, but you know that is a sign that you have a lot of visceral fat. Visceral fat is the fat that actually oozes cytokines, which is toxins to your body. And this is the type of fat that surrounds your organs. So it's not even the same kind of fat that you pinch with like calipers or, you know, that you see jiggling Mm -hmm. outside your quadriceps or something. Mm -hmm. That's the visceral fat that's surrounding your organs. And that is a recipe for death. I mean, and I don't mean, you know, to, to, to be, uh, alarmist. I don't want to fear monger. No, you have to be. No, it's true. Just get rid of that visceral fat. For health and for, and you're right for aesthetic reasons. I mean, yes. But for health it, reasons, it it does signal something that could be potentially dangerous. Yeah, it's killing. It's literally killing you okay. if you have if you have your organs surrounded by fat. Okay, okay. so so here's my take on if I had a, a, a male, if I was kind of you and Kim, and I had a male client, and I had to do him over, I would cut his hair, like a very short, cool haircut. I'd if he wore glasses, I'd update the glasses. I would make him buy some, you know, good shoes, some <laughs> some cool shoes, and then I would have him uh, on a high cardio, um, you know, diet exercise uh, diet regimen. Well, I would, I would not put them on a high cardio. No, no. Um, I mean, I would yeah. if they if they were, you know, a little overweight. I would have them do a bunch of cardio. I would work on arms and. Well, I would do a whole, you know, what I do, but guys like arms, guys like chest. Guys want yeah. a chest. But you need to start well, with the I core. would work from the, from my personal way of doing it is I wouldn't put them on a lot of cardio because cardio is something that they can just do on their own time and they can just get over the course of the day. Maybe you take the stairs instead of the elevator. So cardio is the, is the easy part um, because people tend to go steady state for too long. And so the first thing I would I do is put them on some kind of interval training program, so they're not just walking uphill or pedaling their bike at a level five for half an hour to an hour. I put them on intervals, you know, level one, level five, level two, level right, ten, right. level three, level eight. So I put them on an interval training program because that's better for your for your heart and from all the studies that I've read, which is shit ton and then the most important thing is your core because who cares how big your biceps are if you can't get off a fucking couch without Mm -hmm. using them you know what I mean you need to have strong glutes you need to have strong core muscles because the limiting factor is your core that's only so strong and big your biceps and your quads and your hamstrings and glutes can get without having the, the the strong core so I start people with that I mean it's like basically some kind of interval training program with core and then I add on from there and you can get incredible cardio with weights I mean what's one of the fastest ways and after 40 I got into the best shape of my life because I had a couple of spine surgeries and then had another surgery and blah 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 at at 40 years old I got into the best shape of my life because I started doing interval training not just with cardio not just with spinning bikes or or uh, treadmills but I started doing it with my weights and that changed everything 
So that's really what I, I truly believe in is do interval training, not just with some kind of cardio machine in your house, but do them with weights. Okay, well, that's good advice, and it shows. So whatever sure. whatever Thanks. you're doing is working. And, it is working. And anybody listening to this right now, if you Google Jill Brown, oh, my God, she is a specimen. Well, of, Jill Brown of, Fitness. Jill Brown Fitness. All oh, right, there could be Jill. <laughs> a thousand I Jill Browns. Yeah, there's a Jill few Jill Brown Fitness. Browns. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, girl. You you practice what you preach. It's obvious. It's I do. And it it's really works. After 40, it's it's not just using the cardio machines. And I know we, I, I'm not sure who your listener base is exactly, but I'm going to guess that they're closer to our age, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 40s, 50s, maybe 80s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, lift weights with reckless abandon. Okay. Not reckless, but with abandon. Okay. Not abandon, but lift a lot of weights fast right. and okay. slow. And, 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 and light. <laughs> so, okay, so Robbie mentioned implants. Uh, I have a question about plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay, where are you on that for your clients? Do you, at some point, if they're not getting the results or they just need more or better or bigger, what do are you, do you say yes, by all means, or no? Mm, what do well, you do? Well, any good doctor... And I've spoken to, you know, the, we're in Beverly Hills, so there's lots of plastic surgeons. Um, any good doctor will tell you, do everything you can by yourself first, and then only come to the plastic surgeon as the last resort. And I stand by that, too. It's like, as the last resort, right? I mean, obviously, if you're doing a lot of cardio, you can't make your boobs bigger. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing tons of, of cardio and your calves aren't growing and you have to have those calf implants, you know, whatever. But liposuction for sure, it's like no good doctor, unless they're just desperate for your cash, is going to say, eh, don't worry about your diet and your exercise. Just come on in. We'll just suck it all out. I had a client suck it all out and it didn't, and it came back. Of course I did too. Hmm. Uh, he I had a she. Okay. Sucked it all out. It came all back. It, yeah. It came, it came all back. I don't think it was very disciplined, maybe. That was the problem. Why would it come back? You eat, you just don't, you just say, well, I got lipo and now I don't have to try so hard or I can eat whatever I want. Is that what happens? That's exactly what happens. Or they just go back to eating what they were eating that made them fat in the first place that made them want the lipo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're, if you're eating KFC for lunch every day and McDonald's for dinner and you're, you know, uh, sitting on the couch and watching movies and popping Doritos, you know, after you get your surgery, you maybe ought to go to the gym instead of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. eating Doritos and watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's over. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, we'll, we, we, we are <laughs> two people that never watched one episode, so. Ah, we're aliens. like, yeah, we, we, we're, yeah, we're aliens. We're, we're unicorns. Yes. <laughs> we're, yes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask the same question. If you had a female client and you had a chance to make her over, what would you do first? To make her over, or yeah, if like she maybe to like if a plastic she, surgeon. Uh, you know, she comes to you and she's got uh, a myriad of issues, and she's out of shape, or maybe a little overweight, and uh, you know, easy. I, w- I would say the first fixes, like the easier first fixes. What would you do? Just get people into the habit of exercising. That's the number one thing till it becomes a no-brainer. It's like, oh, 6 o'clock, time to do a workout. And some workouts, some days you'll do longer ones, some, day you'll, some days you'll do shorter ones because you don't want anyone to hate what it is that they're doing. So step one is let's find 
a routine that you can stick to and let's make it a habit because it doesn't matter. You can put somebody on the greatest workout program in the world, which I have and <laughs> I've done. And then, you know, five months later, they've fallen off it and they're right back to where they started. So you got to make it a habit first. That's number one. And there's a lot of ways to do that. And that comes down to, you know, psychology, a little bit of discipline and some motivational self-talk and The most important thing is to see yourself in the future. I mean, this is classic Tony Robbins. I'm sure it's what Kimberly does. It's what every coach does is, you know, what are things going to look like one year down the line, two years down the line, five and ten years down the line if you keep living your your life the way you're living it now, the way you're doing it right now? And like Robbie said earlier in the show, how's that working for you? Well, if it's not, we need to start making changes. And the habit is the number one thing. Because I was the laziest person in the world. I mean, when I got out of college, I joined a gym. And, you know, you always get a free trainer. They give you three sessions. He put me on, remember the Stairmaster PT 1000, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that freaking white dinosaur Mm -hmm. that I think is in the, like, in, in the, the Hall of Fame of the Fitness Hall of Fame, put me on that thing. He's like twenty minutes a day, three times a week. I'm like, wow, an hour a week? That's it? Great. I got on that thing. I thought my lungs were going to come out of my fucking nose. <laughs> I mean, my I thought my I couldn't even stand up on that thing. I was like on level. Like, what level do you have this on? He's like three. <laughs> I'm 22 years old, humiliated that I could not do five minutes on a stairmaster. Right. And I was like, that's it. This is going to this thing is going to become my bitch. And, you know, I just got motivated. Like that was the motivation I needed. I'm like, what are you kidding? I can't Mm -hmm. do five minutes of cardio. I'm 22 years old. And that was the aha moment for me. So people just need to find that thing. Like, did they grab, you know, a bag of oranges from the, the guy selling them on the street? I don't know where everybody lives, but in L.A., you can buy a bag of oranges on the street at a cart. And all of a sudden you're like grabbing the handrails and like trying to lug it up your two story flight of stairs to get to your apartment or to get to the second level of your house. Right. And mm-hmm. that might be your, your aha moment or your grandmother. And you bend down to pick up your kid and out goes your or your grandchild right. and out goes your back. And the baby weighs 10 pounds. Yeah, I think you know? there, there has to be a bottoming out moment. I, you know, as I said in the beginning, uh, um, you know, you got to say I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired or I'm sick and tired exactly. of being, uh, you know, overweight and unhappy or, you know, out of shape and miserable. There just has to be that point. Um, I would say if it was a woman, uh, get a rock and new haircut, get some clothes that really fit you, okay? And uh, my biggest my biggest makeover improvement tip, fitness and otherwise, hold your shoulders back. That's a good one. Do Pilates oh or yoga God. and get some good posture. I don't care but how you feel. Posture. Hold, posture will make you look very impressive. 10 pounds uh, lighter and 10 years younger. That 100%. When secret, I started doing Pilates, that was a big... Oh, my that, God. Yes. Big realization for me. But here's one other thing to, to your point about wardrobe is get some cute workout clothes that you actually feel like putting on and working out in. Because how many people throw on their their father's sweatpants, oh, some good. ratty old sneakers that they were yeah. that they were cleaning out the, the, the rat shit in the garage with, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I'm with get, you, girl. Very yeah, bad. get some workout clothes that you actually feel like, oh, I want to get yeah. into these clothes yes. and, yes. you know, and run or work out or cycle or walk my dog or hike. Well, I have to tell you that I am motivated to no, go work not. out. I am. <laughs> you're so I am. Okay, so yeah, on that note, right. though, uh, Jill, thank you so much. Uh, let us know how everybody can find you. 
All right. Well, on all social media, I'm at Jill Brown Fitness. And then uh, I have a YouTube channel, too. And then I just started, which Trevor was our one of our very first guests. We have a new podcast, my best friend, who started off as my client. She's been my, my client for, I think, 12 years now. We started a podcast called Fine-Tuned Females. We're getting ready to launch uh, this month. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to pull the plug on everything and have all the titles and descriptions up there. And Great. you'll be able to see Trev on that show, too. So very soon, Fine-Tuned Females. And it is a podcast for women over 40. We talk about health, fitness, beauty, nutrition, style, and then just, you know, the shit that bugs us Good. stuff that just which is as you get older a lot of shit really bugs you you know can guys lurk and listen and yes learn? Okay. yes oh, I love you'll that. learn a lot right. I will look forward to that you will learn a lot of it is course. like yeah. the fly on I don't the even remember wall. what we talked about <laughs> yes well, okay, but it was so, it was kind of private. I remember it was girl talk for sure. Yeah. All right. We, so, Jill, thank we you. We let so it, we much. let it rip. Yeah. <clears throat> well, okay. Not yeah. Okay. Oh, no, you know okay. what? Yes, Jesus. All right. Sorry. Uh, I had to get one in. <laughs> Okay. In every episode, he's got to get one. You know, okay. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Jill, thank you so much for being on. And Kimberly Seltzer, thank you for being on. And, honey. Thank you. We are done. We are done. And we are done being single. Yes, we are. And hopefully everybody is, too. So, everybody have a great week, and we will be back next week. Bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single. 